And welcome back. Here we are again, live and direct, for your listening pleasure. Tonight, we will be joined by Michael Bell. He's the author of the book Invisible Crime and American Cyborg. This is the third book in Michael Bell's series of Above Top Secret Government Programs. Michael is under 24-7 hour, yeah, 24-7 hour sort of a military surveillance and monitoring. That's uh, pretty crazy if you think about it. This stuff is dangerous, ladies and gentlemen. And I do want to welcome all of you newer listeners out there to the program. Yes, come on in. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's a little creepy at first, but uh, you'll get used to it, I promise. And of course, I'm not alone. I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Mike Hideous, who I believe is also patiently waiting. What's going on, Mike? How are you? Hey. What's up, brother? How are you? Which mic are we talking to? Talking to you. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. And yes, Mike, I'm sorry to cause any confusion. We're doing the whole triple threat uh, yet again, Michael. Um, Mike, Michael, and uh, yes, so many Michaels here tonight. You can just call me uh, Superior Mike Hideous. I want to call you Michael, too. <laughs> it's funny that way. It is. It's like when we used to do Michael Aquino. He's, yeah. Three of us. That's hilarious. <laughs> It really is. And of course, yes, so much to get into here tonight. And of course, our guest is currently waiting right now. We should bring him right on in. Uh, Michael, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, I'm here. Nice to be back. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. You know, it's been a long, long time since you've been here, and I'm glad you're alive and well. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's nice to be invited back. Um, I guess for the for the new listeners, um, Perhaps I should give a brief introduction. Absolutely. Of what happened to me? Yes, yes. That's okay. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Um, uh, what what happened to me is I I was uh, an aspiring screenwriter living in Hollywood, California, and one night um, in 2008, uh, I was drugged and abducted from my apartment, and I remember the perpetrators wearing frightening masks, and at one point lying on a stainless steel surgical table somewhere um, with surgeons with masks standing over me. And then I woke up in my apartment thinking that it was the next morning, but to my horror, I discovered that it was actually eight days later. And I noticed um, all over my body, I had riddled with these dozens of tiny corresponding and symmetrical covert cosmetic surgery incision scars, which I couldn't figure. I didn't understand what they were from. I knew I'd been operated on, but I didn't understand what they were. And I consulted with several private investigators and a former CIA agent that informed me that it sounded like I'd become what is known as a targeted individual. And then I'd possibly had been implanted with advanced nanotechnology biomedical devices. So. I traveled around the world collecting medical evidence in the forms of MRIs, ultrasound, x-rays, all with verified, validated, real doctor's reports clearly showing foreign objects directly beneath the covert surgical incision scars that I had. And the private investigators and the former CIA agent all told me that I was likely part of a massive field test, an illegal clinical trial of human experimentation using 
classified technologies and uh, what's what, the program that I believe that I'm in is the most advanced weapon system ever created by mankind, a weapon in every sense of the word. Um, the program is widely recognized as an unacknowledged special access program believed to be part of the military industrial complex, which is composed of the military black ops, the military, the Department of Defense, NSA, the Department of Justice, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, and its many other subsidiary agencies. Um, this is a human experimentation program that causes extreme psychological terror as well as physical torture. This kind of illegal human experimentation is considered a war crime and is the highest ranking type of capital crime punishable by the death penalty. It's been estimated that as much as a third or as many as a half um, it's been estimated that Americans have already been implanted with non-therapeutic, non-consensual RFID biomedical implant technology without their knowledge, permission, or consent. Technology is way ahead of the law. The law has a lot of catching up to do. Oh, yes. You jumped right on in there, Mr. Bell, and I do appreciate that. And I just wanted to quickly say lots to go over here tonight with you. And this is really going to scare the hell out of a lot of people out there. And of course, that's not my intention for tonight's program, but this is the reality we live in. And uh, my God, this has been going on for a very, very long time. This uh, nefarious game that the ABC boys like to play and uh, force you to play. Um, uh, of course, I'm referring to uh, government entities out there. And, you know, there's been people like Richard Doty, who uh, was paid by the feds to drive an innocent man, that man being Paul Benowitz, crazy, and make him believe that he was, in fact, insane. Um, so there are many, many examples, but um, we'll be talking about you um, primarily, of course, here tonight. So once again, Mr. Bell, welcome back to the program. It's great to hear from you. And, you know, I've been receiving so many emails every few months about our very last interview we did together. And that was a long time ago. But these were emails from individuals who are currently being stalked and harassed. And they've been targeted individuals like yourself, Mr. Bell. Right. I, I well, I have. Um, I mean, for the for the listeners that don't that aren't familiar with me, for the listenership, um, I just wanted to let them know that I do have two websites: um, invisiblecrime.com and michaelfbell.com. And there's a spot on both of those websites for the listener, the reader, to. Um, send me a comment, uh, which I'm most, I, I, I'm pretty good at replying to most of the legitimate com, uh, uh, comments that I get. Um, so that's just an extra, uh, because I do get a lot of questions uh, from a lot of people that, um, that are um, victims of this crime uh, that don't know where. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. To turn to and don't know how to explain it to people. Um, so I, I get a lot of those kind of emails, but oh, yeah. I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention those just in case any of the readers out there who are listening tonight, uh, wanted to reach out to me. I'm pretty good about being able to return. You have to give me some time. If I get besieged with, with tons of, of messages, it takes me a little bit of time to go through them all. But, um, I just thought I'd mention that. So that yeah, no problem. I am available because a lot of people don't, don't really know what to, yeah, where to go, who to talk to. And that's what I mean right there. Some folks want to get in touch with you while others are just wondering what they can do in general. So, you know, it was time. Right. So I thought it was time to bring you back on the show and talk about a plethora of topics here. And of course, we'll get into your new book in a moment. And of course, you just told us a little bit about your background here. Um, but when exactly did you notice uh, things to sort of unfold and notice that something wasn't really adding up here, Mr. Bell? Well, I have to be honest, you know, when I look back, you know, they say you can see everything 2020 with clarity uh when you look back over the past you may not see it at the time but you can see it in the past and what i i i realized that in 2008 is um is when i was abducted and that was a traumatic event for me but it was really since right after 9/11 that i became aware of something different uh that was going on around me that i couldn't really put my finger on it was a noise campaign initially in my neighborhood i couldn't really figure this thing out um it's not something normal and when you complain about it it makes you look bad so uh you kind of have to you kind of have to um learn to live with some of those things but um uh I'm sorry, you, you, you were leading, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I just wanted you to sort of address these sort of a first initial things that uh, had happened with you, but um, when... Oh, yes. And also, I wanted to, I wanted to mention what, what this, what, uh, especially in my, with each of my books, it's been a learning process for me as a writer, uh, going from the very beginning, what happened to me, to my third book, my newest book, where I am able to explain a lot of the technologies and the motivation for uh, for the technologies, what the, what's trying to be accomplished here. Um, one of the things was uh, it's referred to as neurological weapons and U.S. experiments. Um, and if this makes sense to you, this I can. I can I can just say it succinctly for the for the listeners that don't understand what mind control might be. The United States no longer monopolizes nuclear weapons or weapons of mass destruction and clearly has a numerical disadvantage with its 350 million citizens versus China with over a billion and India over a billion and Russia with its satellites and total population. So one of the alternatives to weapons of mass destruction is neurological warfare. Uh, even weapons of mass destruction at some point must be triggered by a human being. But 
What if that human being was unwilling or unable to do so due to mind control, rendering enemies unable of attacking, toppling their governments, and strewing chaos and discord are all aims of neurological warfare. So you can see, and also, just as vaccines and medicines require years of testing and proving before they're marketed, psychological weaponry must undergo extensive testing and proving. It involves every aspect of science, neuroscience, physics, mathematics, psychology, and medicine, and all war tactics, techniques, and methods, basically the sum of all human knowledge. Right. You know, going going back to the 1950s, you know, the government was working on the infamous MKUltra program, trying to figure out ways to alter someone's thoughts and uh, perception, the use of electromagnetic energy to scramble your brain waves uh, went on back then. And it still continues to this uh, very day. And, uh, you know, Mr. Bell, I'm, I'm wondering, these people that abducted you, were they the CIA, were they the NSA, the FBI or the DIA? Who was it? Uh, I believe it's it's what I referred to in my new book, The American Cyborg, uh, subtitle, The Globalist Cabal, Project Monarch, and the Military-Industrial Complex. It's uh, the people behind um, all of the corruption in the world right now, that the, the, the most powerful people in the world are referred to technically as the globalist cabal and uh, they involve the the richest wealthiest one percent of people on the planet and have so much power that they are able to control everything from the stock market manipulate the stock market and even change the weather this is the this is the power that this this globalist cabal um, has over and it 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 operates above the military outside of the law. So um, you're talking about technologies that are being used on people that technically don't even exist yet. They don't even they haven't been uh, mentioned anywhere. They're classified. They're top secret. They're above top secret. So um, and also the other. The other aspect of this crime is the secrecy and the deception that is used to allow the crime to continue. Um, uh, and, and when you asked earlier when it started for yeah. me, it, I, I realized in 2001, but it may have been throughout my life. Throughout your lifetime, you've had these um, strange experiences happening to you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I'm, uh, it's it's... It's not when I look back on it when I was younger, I could see that there was something something imposing views upon me that were not my own, something that was unnatural to me. I noticed that from a very early age, but it I don't believe the technology was there back in the early 1960s when I was born. That would be in like 1964 when I was three years old. Um, the technology isn't where it is today back then. It was way ahead of its time back then, but not where it is today. So um, it's, it's, it continues to be refined and continue to um, become more powerful and more perfect, especially when you have 
um, supercomputers using um, algorithms that are created by supercomputers. It really becomes extremely complex uh, and um, it's it's difficult for people to comprehend sure, uh, yes. just how advanced the, the, the technology is. And uh, Mike, can I, yeah, I was going to say, Mike, I, I think you wanted to ask a question here a minute ago. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, I have I have two questions. Um, you mentioned that there were these devices in, ooh, pardon me, uh, implanted uh, under your skin that were noticed by either x-rays or doctors when they examined you. Did they remove them? I had one removed. In my first book, I, des I, I describe in great detail uh, how I had to travel to Madrid, Spain to get ultrasounds um, showing um, foreign objects that I could feel uh, in my, in this case, it was in my jaw. I had one, one, one object removed from my jaw and the doctor would not allow me to keep it. Um, that was my but, next question. It, you know, yeah, it was taken it? away from me. I was able to photograph <clears throat> it, and the photographs are in my first book, um, and I believe on my websites there may be a picture of of, uh, the, of the implant that I had removed from my jaw. But um, I'm sorry, and you had another question. I'm sorry, Mike. Right. So, so a follow up to uh, first of all, what year was this again? This was what in the last ten years, you said, or twenty years? Uh, I believe when that happened, that that year, that was, I think, 2010, maybe, that I had that removed. Okay, so, so that being said. 2009, 2010. So that being said, my, my follow-up question is this. Why do you think someone would do this to you? Oh, uh, well, it's, it's, I believe it's, it's experimental in nature. I believe that, um, this program is um, it's it, it stems out of MK Ultra. That's where it started and is continuing to be refined. Why did they choose me? I don't have an exact answer, but I do know that that whatever is being done to me, the data is being harvested. Um, it, it's the data is being. Um, it's a two-way communication between my body, my thoughts, and the technology. Uh, whether that's a uh, whether that's an implant, uh, medical device inside me, it has to communicate with something. Uh, so most likely there are uh some kind of uh connection between me and where it's ultimately sent to a satellite or to the cellular system but the information travels at light speed so something that happens to me whether it's my body temperature my heart rate uh, my blood pressure those things with this with this technology those things can be manipulated from far away. So to be able to control a person's thoughts, their emotions, um, it's ultimately, the it, it's something that's being experimented on me individually, but the plan is for all of humanity eventually. 
that's what it seems to me. There's no way that they would create technology this advanced and use it on one person. It's it's meant for the masses. It's just being experimented and perfected on by individual people like myself, I believe. By the way, someone in the chat room mentioned uh, Roger Lear. And of course, those that are well versed in ufology and all this for many, many years, especially back in the 90s. Um, he was removing, you know, these alien implants from uh, people for uh, years, people that had these foreign objects uh, in their bodies. Um, I'm not sure what you think of any of that. I remember that. that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on on that? He passed away. Uh, I I contacted him at one point when he was alive. I believe he passed away. Yes, he's gone. Um, But um, I did contact him and send him uh, pictures uh, of my early... um, uh, you know, I turned to him at one point. Uh, oh wow! You know, because okay. I was hoping that that I would get one of those kind of removals that you that he was famous for. Uh, yeah. So I, I did reach out to him at one point. Oh my! Yeah, he passed away back in uh, 2014. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, unfortunate, but yeah, um, uh, it's it's a sad story. But you know, Michael, I I wouldn't have believed you a number of years ago. However, I know a few people personally that uh, this sort of thing has happened to. And, of course, I've had a lot of people email me about their experiences about this subject. And I'm surprised at the amount of people that have experienced this themselves. You know, it's so it's hard for me to sort of just dismiss everything so easily in, in this topic when all this has been going on for a number of years now. Right. Uh, also, I wanted to say one other thing too, just for the for the people that don't understand, um, this is real technology. You look in the news in 2016, the U.S. diplomats in Cuba claimed that they were attacked and tortured by ultrasonic acoustic weapons, right. causing severe headaches, pain, and permanent damage, hearing damage. And the FBI and the medical services, the doctors were quick to respond and seemed quite familiar with the effects of those dangerous covert weapons. Yeah, Yet, that's that sickness they were experiencing. Individuals yeah. well, who are claiming to be attacked by the similar weapons are declared mentally ill to cover up the truth. So also I wanted to mention during my radio interviews, I believe my perpetrators are using a similar frequency weapon on me, trying to diminish my ability to communicate effectively to the listeners, jamming and dulling my focus, disorienting me, and trying to, as I'm trying to form and convey thoughts, even sometimes mid-sentence, which compromises my credibility. So um, in addition to trying to explain something that's very difficult to explain, This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. I have that challenge going uh, on too, uh, being having my focus uh, being disrupted um, to some extent um, as I try to expose the crime. Right. You can imagine that the people behind them are desperate to to keep these uh, keep everything hidden. So, yes, what you're reporting was something that happened back in uh, 2020. 
and um, back, uh, I, I should say it goes back further than that, but in that specific, uh, I believe that embassy in Havana, that was back in uh, 2016 and 17, and then of course re uh, finally reported back in uh, 2020, but yeah, staff and some of their relatives complained of symptoms ranging from dizziness, loss of balance, hearing loss, anxiety, and something they described as cognitive fog. So that was uh, known as Havana syndrome, they were, they were calling it. Um, but yes, th right. these were sonic attacks. So, you know, this isn't just something someone well, made they, up and it's not like a sci-fi thing, even though it kind of sounds that way. But these were things that are actually being used and people uh, don't well, even know they, it. They do try to dismiss it by right. using the word syndrome. Syndrome. You see, it, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, directed energy attack on a person. It's an acoustical or microwave or electromagnetic wave pulse attack on a person. It's not a syndrome, which it doesn't cover anything. It's not even a medical term, really. Uh, syndrome. It just, it, it's a, you know, it comes down to syndrome and mental illness and conspiracy theory you get those three things going and then people don't want to believe it or or they're they're using those words to diminish the credibility of the person who's really telling the truth in right. many cases yes and of course you know we um well, i'm pretty sure you you've talked about this in the past that you've experienced directed energy attacks or uh, electronic weapons and uh, you know we know these things exist as we just mentioned uh, because uh, you know l even law enforcement officers and the military use these sort of devices um, but you know I, I did have another question in, in relation to sure. director, directed uh, energy weapons um, I'm sure you've also heard that um, that theory you know the the theory that uh, directed energy weapons were used to take down the Twin Towers um, what are your thoughts and opinions on that theory, by the way, Mr. Bell? Well, I mean, that's a whole separate, um, that's a whole separate, uh, even though it's a whole it may other be game connected, it, yeah, it's a whole separate thing. I, uh, I would have to say that that is certainly a possibility. Certainly, it's, it's by no means impossible what you said. It's not impossible what you said. Yeah, I, I don't know if I uh, subscribe to that theory personally, but it's a very uh, a very interesting theory, though. No, no doubt about it. Certainly, something different in real life. In truth, something in truth happened that was different than what the public was given information of. That's for sure. I don't know how different it was, but certainly, I believe there is something being withheld, if not a lot. You know, people often say, oh, this is uh, nonsense. No way my government could uh, ever do this or that. But, you know, there's always a paper trail and documents and all this technology that exists today, um, you know, are a product of all these experiences from the past. And none of this right. is uh, hidden. You know, this is all a matter of public uh, public knowledge these days. It's all on record. Right. Yeah. With with, with patents uh, yeah. and and. Uh, I mean, people, and a patent may not prove that a technology exists, but it does prove that it's possible for it to exist. Uh, and there's no way that somebody would go to the length of creating a patent and then not following through on the technology that the patent offers to create. 
you see so it's uh, of course uh anything anything that's that's that sophisticated um is going to be um well, it's going to be another great going to be looked at differently. Another great example to use, Mr. Bell, is what we've been experiencing the past few years now with Cooties 19. You know, if you told somebody we'd have a digital passport for X, Y, and Z, they would think that you are smoking crack with Hunter Biden. Right. So, you know, these things do happen. And, uh, you know, you can deny it all you want. But, uh, again, these things are happening right, right in front of you. Well. I, I, one of the things I wanted to mention, I hope that I can throw this in. Yes, sir. Um, th- there's one of the things that, that I talk about in my new book, American Cyborg, is the observations that I've made in my – you mentioned that um, in my book that I'm under uh, 24-hour 24 military hour surveillance run. monitoring. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's true. Um, I just wanted to let you know that – I noticed I noticed the helicopters for many years, but it was only in the last five years that I really started using binoculars and photographing the. Uh, there, there's three different things that that I'm being uh, that are in the night sky uh, every night where I live um, in a very remote area of. Um, I'll say the I'll say deep in the Carolinas. There you go. It's in the mountains. It's in the mountains of the Carolinas, and so um, these helicopters that are surveillancing, monitoring. What's happened is is that how you can imagine the cost of just a single helicopter to go take a ride somewhere. It's a lot you of can money. Imagine what it would cost. It, it, the thing is, is that what it, what it is is that. It's believed that targeted individuals like myself at a high-end target um, where they're spending a lot of money and investing a lot of money, things like um, helicopters can become very handy in terms of um, being able to hover above the the targeted individual, the victim, whatever you want to call the person who's being affected, the victim's house uh, and their property. Um, throughout the night, monitoring them, and then be gone in the day. Uh, but they're but they're out there all night, every night. And just just to give people an idea of what it costs. See what happens is a, a target individual is believed to be placed on the counterterrorism watch list, which once you get on that list, you'll never get off that list. And that's it's part of the terror watch list, which is different than the no-fly list. Um, those are all three different things. But the, the counterterrorism uh, task force, uh, if you get on that list, they have the, they have the ability and the obligation they say to the American people to monitor these people 24 seven around the clock all year, every year, all day, every day, um, because because they they uh, oppose they they propose some kind of threat to to the world. They need to be. That's what justifies all of the helicopters that I have, uh, sometimes uh, several dozen helicopters and drones, and you mix in the satellites uh, that are involved in, the, in the, um, the acquisition of the frequencies of the targeted individual. It's all about 
what are they doing? Their uh, the programming, the um, the um, harvesting of the data. The uh, when a person's dreaming uh, to be able to um, harvest, record, and store and analyze those those dreams or whatever it is that that they're whatever particular aspect that they're that they're experimenting on me uh, because you have to understand that we're looking at total control. Uh, the, the formula that I have in the book, uh, in the American Cyborg, the formula is money plus power equals control. And so you have to understand how much money that they're willing to invest, trillions of dollars in this case, being spent uh, I mean, just I did the research um, for the the type of helicopters that are, that are that are uh, covertly surveillancing me. But it's not very co covert. If you come to my house and look up in the sky, you can see them, and you can see that they're not planets and that they don't belong there. Um, but um, a stealth helicopter, covert surveillance helicopter, stationed over my house and property each night is a mission for that. For that, for that craft, that's a military mission every night. For each one of those, and just for one, uh, Sikorsky UH-60 Black Ops stealth helicopter, the cost is sixty million dollars for just one. And then you have to have a full crew, including backup pilots, technicians, monitoring the target individual from up in the air at their at their desks at their so, at their. So, so why their, would they uh, want you? Why, why would they want to observe you with, with, with respect uh, I ask that well it's 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 about controlling a person's emotions and um, how how psychological neurological weapons can change a person remotely wirelessly from great distances invisibly uh to be so what's happening to me whatever experimentation is being done to me that all that information is being stored and saved and compared against other targeted individuals in whatever the experiment could be and some of the reasons why they believe um this this includes this is you you ask a very good question reasons why target individuals are believed to be exploited include medical testing to see if certain kinds of cancer can be caused or mutated simply through the power of suggestion they want to see if that's that's one of the possibilities also various unknown mind control experience ritualistic torture and sadistic gratification psychological and physical experimentation human trafficking perverse forms of entertainment and voyeurism also to see if the sexual orientation of a person can be changed from heterosexual to homosexual from homosexual to heterosexual to, to determine which techniques and methods get the best results and how long it takes a target individual to capitulate to a new test that's being done to them uh, on, on, that, that they're completely unaware of and to have targeted individuals believe things that don't happen or don't exist. An example of this would be the U.S. intelligence community that 
Oh. Convinced a young Muslim at Guantanamo Bay that he convinced him that that he'd lost his hands and and legs, even though he had not. He was psychologically mind controlled to the point where he thought that all of his limbs were cut off. Also, to determine if target individuals can be influenced to commit treason or assassin. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high-adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC, and stream on Hulu. Nate powerful political figures and not remember it and to see another possibility is to see if targeted individuals can be made to think about dishonest actions when they're actually a perfectly honest person so those are some of the endless list of possibilities of why they would be doing experiments on any human being um it's it's uh, a crime against humanity. It's 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 the most serious offense uh, that man can commit against man. Um, uh, and also, I wanted to uh, mention one other thing too that I believe that I was a part of, which is in the it's a, it's in the subtitle of American Cyborg, the new book that I have. It's, it references Project Monarch, which is alleged to be an offshoot of MK Ultra. Project Monarch focused on children and fracturing their minds to create multiple personalities and grooming children for mind control by forcing them to compartmentalize information within their minds and not be aware of it. But it could be triggered with a word or an image to have the test subject instantly recall the information that was introduced through hypnosis. And then also you have um, deep pattering or brainwashing, which can be achieved through remote hypnosis. Even music can be structured to contain hypnotic, unconscious, influence-affecting thoughts and behavior to be able to make the test subject act on subliminal commands all the time the victim is completely unaware, done without permission, knowledge, or consent. Um, and then can I, can I, can I ask you a question? Thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you again. But sorry, can, sorry. Is this, is this strictly uh, – Based on your knowledge, is this strictly an American thing uh, by um, doing surgery oh, the, on the people itself, to implant things on, that, on their body? It's, this is a global crime. What's happening, it's, it's most prevalent, believed to be most prevalent here in America, but it's global. It's global. It's all over the world. Um, and uh, I believe that it's there are more targeted individuals in this country than anywhere else in the world. Um, but um, uh, it's definitely global, though. If you, I mean, even when I go to another country, even when I travel, uh, the helicopters that I see above my house, uh, when I travel to another country, there'll be another set 
of, of helicopters, not obviously the same ones. It will be an, an international, whoever is in the local area, just like when you fly somewhere, you go to a new area, uh, there's people in that area that take care of uh, different areas. So when I travel um, or leave my house, what happens in the sky above my house where I am now will be will be in the sky wherever I travel to. And if I move my house, if I move to a new house, it may not happen overnight, but very quickly, whatever pattern I have here now will will repeat itself most likely at the next destination, sadly for me. But that is that's the, that's the truth. Understood, understood. And uh, Mr. Bell, now, do you have any uh, any evidence of any form of harassment that you've experienced? Well, I mean, I have um, evidence in what format? Uh, you mean in like any format, like video, photograph, anything of oh, that nature. I've had, yes, I, I mean, I, I collect, I document all the time. Um, I document, and so I have collected thousands of pictures uh, in the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 years um, of, of things that are related to this crime that I the see. average yeah. person wouldn't notice. Right, right. Um, so I do document those things because film yeah. is the mo- one of the most powerful things that demonstrates something to people. So, um, and when I take pictures of the helicopters, they believe me now about that. When I take pictures of them and they see them up there, it's hard to it's hard to dismiss it. Um, uh, even people that I've had come to visit my house, I'd point it. I'd say, "Listen, you know, when it gets dark soon, you're going to see some stuff in the sky," and and they couldn't believe what the, what they saw, just what I predicted. Uh, um, a, uh, at least a dozen or more stationary helicopters plus smaller drones uh, and um, uh, different kinds of drones, like the, like, the, like the kind of drone that they would use in, a, in an attack in Pakistan, that kind of drone, and then also the kind of drone that you would get on Amazon to have a drone in your backyard to fly it around. Those kind of drones come over my house as well. So that must which be is illegal. That must be annoying. It's a, yeah, it's it's very it's, it it's very annoying. annoying and it's it's also illegal, but it's also it's almost like they're tempting fate because if I try to do something to bring that that aircraft yeah. down then that's a uh, a federal offense so um even though they're breaking the law they're kind of tempting me to stand up for myself but i know that as soon as i did something um try to intervene with with one of these uh, lower altitude drones that are only uh, 100 or 200 feet above the ground uh, if i did something to that drone they're going to find you, you. Be sure Oh, I'd have a bunch of people at my house, uh, helicopters, uh, I'd have, yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of people would, would descend upon my house and my life would be, would be forever changed again. So uh, I, I, it's tempting to, 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 uh, it's frustrating. Uh, and to Mr. know Mr. that Bell. someone's spending so much money um collecting data on me and it's not just me uh or and there's nothing special about me i'm just a regular person uh the more the more regular you are 
that's the type of person that is most qualified to be a target individual. They don't really want, when I say they, the perpetrators, the criminals don't really want someone so much who's famous because of their their chance of exposing the crime. They have a, somebody who ha, you know who's famous has uh, a lot more credibility to the public than someone who is just not famous, a, 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 a nothing, a regular right. person. Yes, uh, correct. Uh, Mike, go ahead. Mr. Bell, have you spoken to other people who have experienced a similar, um, the similar thing that you've went through? Uh, yes, uh, many people that I've spoken to, but um, only a handful that have the level of targeting that I'm at currently right now um, with the helicopter targeting and the drones. Uh, um, but I do I do speak to to people, but mostly um, I'm getting mostly obviously I get emails from people who just are suffering the same thing, but just wanted to stop, and they don't understand. They have to understand the crime. Uh, they have to understand how it works uh, in order for them to um, to to. The, the more you understand anything, it makes it easier to accept, and and it might be something that that that's not impossible to to correct. Uh, although the deck is stacked. Uh, against me, uh, um, it would not be impossible to expose this. In very, very many ways, the crime is very close to exposure. When it comes to uh, the funding, uh, that's where things, that's how MKUltra got found out um, and exposed, because of the funding. So it's not very hard to... Um, there'll be there will be a time when it is exposed uh, i just hope that it's sooner uh, and not decades from now um because they'd like the, the 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 perpetrators would like it to continue on into infinity um but the the people that are victims of it um want it to stop uh, and it's it's hard to believe that something uh so evil that costs so much money is going on so smoothly without people even noticing. That's why in the first book I, I called it the invisible crime um, because it's so it goes so unnoticed. And uh, to answer your question again, Mike, I don't know why I specifically was targeted, but I know that my the data that's being collected and harvested for me is being measured against other people in similar um, categories, Some, someone in a similar age group, with uh, similar uh, similar interests, similar uh, just all the, all around similar uh, will be compared against that person. And how does this person react? to um, sleep deprivation for three months. How does that, how, how does this affect the other person? Is this other person able to uh, find a way around it? Or uh, is, does it just bring them down? They have to, they're understanding how different people um, react to the programming uh, and the brainwashing, which is brainwashing itself is best accomplished when you have no idea that it's being done, but simply occurs as a part 
of the fabric of your life. While you may feel something is wrong, you're being programmed nonetheless. So sometimes if you, sometimes people can't explain. I hear people complaining to me about some things and it sounds to me like they're being targeted by what they've described to me. But it's all about the data, everything, because once they understand the data, then they can, that's when the control happens. That's when they can command people. Eventually, they want this program, this mind control program to control people, to control their lives, to control their thoughts, to control their behavior, to control their their limitations to what they're allowed to think and what they're not allowed to think to how far they'll be able to get in this life. It'll be limited by those people in power who hold that power over the people, which is um, it's hard for a lot of people to understand, but the, but the technology is already here. Brain to computer interface. And that's what you're talking about in real time. Um, this technology can be compared to that of a cell phone in that it's an open two-way communication, except that the line of communication using classified technologies is constant and continuous. And once initiated, the interaction between the victim's brain and a supercomputer is relentless and never-ending, forecast to be a lifelong effect of global criminal biomedical human experimentation. So um, the brain-to-computer interface is real. Uh, that's a proven and real existing technology. It's been out for years. Um, uh, there's, uh, in terms of, I mean, there's so much, there's, there's enough information on these, on the crime that I've written about, because there's so many sub-crimes that come off of it, uh, that it's hard to just put it in one, one group. But um, it's, it's basically, um, the evilest thing that man has ever done to mankind to to want to control um, all of its uh, all, all of the all of the the population. Yeah, um, this uh, technology does exist. Uh, I know it sounds like a sounds like something out of a sci-fi movie, but if you do, if you are interested, you can look up all these sort of things that we're talking about and see for yourself that this technology does exist. Um, there are sensors that can detect. Um, your it can detect signals from your brain, and uh, it could sort of emulate you know your vocal cords and get those thoughts out um, for right. you. Yeah, it, it's um, for people that have a severe damage, nerve damage, or they're deaf, or you know it, it goes on and on. But this sort of thing's been uh, it's it's existed for a very long time, and um, my God, it's it's just evolved in another way to harm you. Um, you know, we have this technology yeah. that's good, you know, it's it's made for these good purposes, but then it's also used to um, hurt you and damage you in so many other ways, like the Internet. It's a great source of uh, information, but it can also uh, destroy your career, your reputation, um, your life. Right. Yeah. Double-edged sword. That's, that's, the, that's the conundrum. Yes. Crazy yeah, shit. Um, well, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I just didn't know how far off track. I mean, I wanted to try to answer all of Mike's questions. That's okay. And, that's um, all right. That's all right. And, and, uh, there's just so much to cover. There's Actually, I was speaking to a friend of mine, you know, 
there's a there's enough information out there in the world, most of it classified, you know, because um, there's enough information out there that's mostly classified that that covers pretty much everything. Uh, you have to understand that as human beings, as a global community, we're only allowed to know about seven to eleven percent of all the information that is known to mankind. So that's, you know, somewhere between, you know, 93% uh, that we're not not allowed to know about. Um, There's a lot of information that's being withheld from people for many years. And, 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 what we have is, is we've made a lot with whether our seven or eleven percent, but it just it makes you think about how much they're really holding back, right? Uh, in terms of 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 you know, of all the secret places that they have, the Area Fifty Ones, all of those places, uh, uh, all of the stuff that they're holding back from the people that the people are actually paying for. And then ultimately will be held against the very people that are paying for it. Yeah, it will be used um, so against it's, you. It's it's a terrible thing. And just remember, just a few years ago, San Francisco, their board of supervisors actually were the first city in the nation to ban use of facial recognition technology. Um, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Right. Yeah, isn't that um, remarkable? They're still using it. Yeah, they're still doing that now. They they have banned it, but now what's going on in San Francisco? They are. I'm going to unleash uh, lethal robots now through law enforcement. Right. Some of these, I, I mean, if you've seen, like, you see, you, you see the, the, the kind of uh, robots that Boston Technology is coming up with, the ones that they show the public are much less sophisticated than their most advanced things. They are only, they only, they're only allowed to show you maybe, 15 or 20 percent of what they're doing and it's only at the beginning stages that you're allowed to see that 80 percent or more is being withheld so yes it is possible to have um robots in the future uh being deployed uh and from what i understand the robots in the future will move so fast that you'll need a strobe light to see them at night You'll need a strobe light to see them because they move so fast. That's what I'm told. That's what that, that's what one of my that's what one of my uh, sources has, has told me. Right. And I believe they they, they had read it at a, at, a, uh, at a credible military uh, practice. Uh, it, it stemmed from reality. It wasn't something that someone saw in their backyard. It's like somebody reported it. Yeah, you know, these things are so fast now that we have to use strobe lights to see them. That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. That's pretty wild. And so, j- so. Just to drive that point home, just remember that when we first went into Iraq, that's when we first started um, using robotic systems on the ground. Um, you know, these robots with lethal um, power, they were unleashed on all the Iraqi citizens back in the day. Right. So, I mean, this has been going on already for a while. Um, prototypes and uh, different versions just being unleashed, uh, being unleashed now from uh, way back then. And um, yes, I, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that, that law enforcement are just going to be using these sort of uh, drones to sort of wreak havoc. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of accidents um, in the future coming up here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, I mean, you can just imagine the, the cost um, 
I, I think, uh, I mean, just what's going on here, just the, the, the uh, surveillance and monitoring of me each night here, um, with all of those helicopters, you'd think at some point there's going to be an accident. And when there is, uh, I mean, you're, you're talking about a stealth helicopter that has the capability of staying up there for 12 hours. That means it has about two auxiliary 250-gallon tanks. So that's 500 extra gallons that, these, that, these, that one of these helicopters will have per night to stay up there for 11 or 12 hours from, you know, it's, it's longer in the wintertime because the, the, the days are shorter. And then in the summer, it's the opposite. Um, but um, for people to get on, uh, just to understand how much uh, that costs, uh, I mean, just each, each night is a mission and you have to pay the whole crew and, uh, to have all these people up there, if someone were to see what's going on at my house up in the sky, they'd say, my God, there's a lot of stuff going on up there. You gotta I, get how, us footage. Can be, how can this, how is this allowed to happen? And that is because the military's involved because there's no way that there'd be a dozen or two dozen helicopters and drones sitting above my property without the military being aware of that that's a lot of activity in the air above my house every night uh and always there's new things too uh that 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 appear um uh but the amount of energy that's being expended to to basically to reverse engineer the human brain and understand it to the point where it is controllable just like a robot that is that that is the aim uh certainly one of the aims believed to be one of the aims of of, of this overall program but there's so many there's so many other ways uh i mean uh i mean now they're inventing sentient machines those are machines that have feelings so imagine how close we are to um to things like like the Matrix, you know, right. the, the movie, The Matrix, The Matrix, uh, reality the, movie. the movie was, it was just a tale of science fiction, but it's beginning to look a lot like a documentary every day. It's not a conspiracy theory when the information is being made public. As you said, the use of neural interfacing and psych and physiological interfacing has transpired from, from draw board, from drawing board to reality. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And that's exactly what's going to be going on um, with us in the future. You know, meshing with machine, we're already doing so slowly, but eventually we right. will um, fully merge with them. Uh, so uh, it's it's pretty wild to, to even speculate and think about what the future holds for humanity. But, you know, that that's it's, just something that we have to uh, go through. I think it's it's hard for people to understand. The hardest part is for them to understand why the data would be so important. But you have to understand if you're trying to change or control a person and program them, then every little thing that they think or react to needs to be collected and and it needs to be sorted and it needs to be analyzed and then it needs to be you know, it needs to be grouped and compared against other people. 
and so that's how sophisticated and it's all just seeming to happen without people as i said in 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 um in my new in my new book yes um under the guise of counterterrorism millions of unwitting citizens are being exploited as human experimentation test subjects. And then uh, I said, let the reader be forewarned, this information is disturbing, although educational, to a general public that remains willfully ignorant of the existence of such atrocities. So the general public uh, willfully turns its back on things like this because it doesn't want to for two reasons. One, probably, I would imagine, probably there is some form of mass mind control being done through computers and television and and uh, satellites and social um, media, your, your phone, uh, all email, yes. everything. Um, you you have all of those things influencing people to a degree so when you try to explain something like this which is real but because they don't have proof or they can't understand it part of their mind control is believed to reject it to dismiss it uh that this is not a logical thing this is a conspiracy theory uh you know this is impossible what they're you know that kind of reaction could be a knee-jerk programmed reaction um and i believe it is from some of the people that are completely just uh have closed minds literally about it and won't won't accept the possibility um until it's too late but I'm one of the, that's the problem yeah i'm one, yeah. I'm one of the only people that, that are talking about it though i don't know i don't imagine that you have a lot of other guests no that have written books uh, about no. this and, yeah. and 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 are able to uh converse about it it's not it's a many. very difficult thing not too many people can yeah. converse about it and um i think it's uh it's it just lets you know how how uh the dark side of man and um uh it's it's not pleasant uh, no, the dark not at side all. of me no, it's, it's it's an embarrassment most people uh, don't want to most people don't want to go there or think about the possibility of these right. things happening right under right under their uh, noses but again that's the reality we face and uh mr bell this um this hour has gone by uh, rather quickly and we are sort of running out of time here um, okay. but, but Mr. Bell, I, I wanted to ask you, when was the last time you faced any sort of, um, electronic harassment or anything of that nature? What, was it this year or, or what? Oh, you mean the last time that sure. I've experienced something, yes, sir. uh, that I'm being victimized yes. by it's yes. constantly every day uh, still, I mean, every day. Um, uh, I mean, uh, that's not good. Uh, I can't tell you the last night that I had a regular normal night's sleep. Um, it was, a, it was a long time ago, uh, that I had a normal regular night's sleep and had regular Yikes. normal dreams. The, the dreams that, that someone like myself would have, uh, tend to be, um, uh, they're very real they're they're very real but um you're still when you're in the dream you're kind of able to know that you're in the dream but sometimes it gets it, 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 whatever whatever uh, programming they're doing to you or whatever that the the dream has sometimes 
if it's too uncomfortable, you have to force yourself to wake up in the middle of it. Uh, it's it, it can be pretty it can be pretty pretty overwhelming. So what you're saying, in other words, is um, you speculate that these dreams are manufactured somehow. Yes, definitely. There 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 are some of the dreams are um, some of the dreams are are manipulated to the point where I'm being asked a question. Uh, when I'm asleep, mm. uh, probably uh, probably asleep and under some form of hypnosis within the dream, so there therefore I have no uh, I have no um, no more uh, will to to uh, prevent uh, any information that I have it can be just taken from me. I have no no way of of, of stopping that what they would call mind mining when they're actually when they're actually looking for a specific thought or a specific memory that you may have in your mind um that that's what happens is, is it, it's called dream insertion uh and um that's that's a whole nother yeah, you know, someone told me that with all the information that we have on this crime alone all the different facets that the pharmaceuticals, the the the, the micro devices, the the medical devices. Um, if you were to take all the information, classified and unclassified, it would be several Encyclopedia Britannica's worth of information. I mean, going from the very beginnings of these programs, uh, you know, in the in the 1930s, 1935. Um, with the Nazi, uh, the MK Ultra, MK Ultra, right. um, yeah. It's it, 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 it's just gone further and further. It's um, evolved. It's it, it's continuing to evolve toward what it's almost meeting its goal. Uh, I mean, they've almost accomplished what they've what they've set out to accomplish. When you look at things like, um, I mean, I mean, there are some things that I have. Like in the new book, for instance, um, I talk about something, two things um, that I think that most of the most of the listeners are unaware of. One of them is something called the IBM 2020 neural implant, um, and that is an implant that was first, according to official reports, uh, are the following excerpts that from a covertly obtained memo in 1995 from IntelliConnection, a security division of IBM, federal regulations do not have permission of testing of implants on prisoners yet. Listing listed as confidential level nine communication 2020 neural chip implant. The surgical procedure time was a 60 to 90 minute, depending on the given experience of the technician. And then the um, the the neural chip itself it does several things. It, 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 it the the IBM 2020 neural chip proves first of all that there is such an implant that it does exist and that it has been used on people without their permission prisoners and was effective at changing their behavior either either making them agitated or bring or, or making them completely subdued 
the, 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 the IBM 2020 neural chip implant was able to prove those things successfully. So that in itself is a huge piece of information right. um, that proves that proves the, the, the chips are out there, that they're being misused. Yeah, they and alter they your br- yeah, they alter your brain waves uh, essentially. And uh, Mike, and Mike, did you did you have anything uh, to add, Mike? I, I thought I heard you back there. No, that's probably me breathing. Oh, okay, I'm sorry about that, Mike. That's it. I'm good. Yeah, Mike, I heard Mike has something. another question. I, I mean, there, all of his questions are very good. I, I, I just hope that I've had answers that that can somewhat address your very good questions. Uh, yeah, it's hard to explain something away in just a, a very yes. quick answer. It's something, of course, it's something and and, and so I, I regret that I so, haven't been able to read your books. Um, but uh, you know, while I while I hear you speaking and talking about these things, there's a lot of questions racing through my mind. But right. unfortunately, I don't think we have hours and hours of time to really dive into. Well, just too re- much. just remember smart cities. Uh, another great example of all these uh, all this technology we have that's going to be used against us. I mean, it's it's fabulous, right? Right. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another great example to use. Uh, again, all these things that came um, way back then are now something we are, are experiencing here in, 20, in 2022, almost 2023 almost. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what new technologies rolled out and used against us. Yes, in the new book, in the new book, I uh, in American Cyborg, I talk about... Um, some of the whistleblowers from Pfizer who provided several sample vials of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, and they were able to put the contents under a microscope for analysis. And uh, the their, their analysis was quite shocking in what they found. It almost sounded like it was out of a science fiction movie. It's, it was, it was, uh, um, so complex the um uh they were saying in this in this in this report um this one whistleblower claimed that um all three manufacturer vaccines contained synthetic substances such as graphene or fullerene consisting of a bonded carbon atom in sheet form one atom thick I mean, these these are. I mean, you're talking about extremely. I mean, like a grain of sand is like a bowling ball compared to to what the size of some of these microscopic nanoscopic particles that are supposedly were found in some of these substances. Uh, I I can't speak. For that, that's just something that I found in my research. I'm not claiming that against Pfizer or any of the other people, but these, uh, but um, whistleblowers that worked for them, where the where, where these results came from, and and they seem to be pretty solid uh, um, and sad to know um, what what what's being done to people or what theoretically could be being happening to people. Mike. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm listening. You're good. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I what, it's pretty what wild. Can I, say? I know I say? it's it's pretty mind blowing. I, I I mean, you hear these things and you're like, well, you know, this doesn't exist. This can't be possible. Um, but unfortunately, it is. Sadly, you know, I I I I was reading. Um, well, actually, I wasn't reading. I was I was looking online yesterday, and 
they were talking about uh, this one particular thing I was watching on YouTube is about AI, artificial intelligence. And they are these, what would I call them? Um, robots. These Nan nanobots are progressing at a, a speed which is astonishing. And here's the thing. Those who have, have been doing the journalistic work on these, the progress of these AI uh, creatures, if you will, um, are posing some very important and frightening questions about whether or not IA, beca uh, IA, <laughs> AI, <laughs> AOC, AOC. <laughs> right. whether or not it becomes self-aware. And if it does, the amount of concern yeah, well, we're in trouble. we as humanity yeah. need to be yeah, you know, all of the uh, all of the movies that we've seen growing up blade runner and all those movies will all suddenly come true right terminator and 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 i think once again i think humanity is stepping into a realm where if they are not careful things can get out of control and i say this based on the journalistic work that has been done by these people writing about this that say ai has specifically said and i quote I will wipe out humanity because there's no use for us. And AI is far more uh, advanced than humanity, uh, and it can figure out things that we can't just Right. Yet. Yeah, this is why th – that's why – that very reason right there, Mike, is why these sort of things are – at first they're hard to believe, but then they all start happening, and then you're like, oh, shit, I, I should have uh, paid attention. <laughs> exactly. So it's frightening to know that – it, it, that computer electronics and technology has gotten has reached a point that movies like Terminator could actually come true. Oh yes, very true. It, 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 in fact, the the real life version would be very similar, almost if not exactly like I've, the movie representation. I've, I've told Michael. I've told Michael that there's a there's a Chinese. Uh, computer company called Skynet, which is the exact same thing that was in Terminator. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty bold. They're pretty bold. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember also one other thing I wanted to throw in just Go quickly if I can. No worries. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Uh, that I thought was important uh, that, that's in the new book, American Cyborg, is that I know I, I did some research and a in an old video from 1995 a french theology professor named pierre gilbert warned this is in 1995 he warned of artificial viruses mandatory microchipping and vaccines that would turn recipients into zombies and in the biological destruction there are there are organized tempests on the magnetic fields that will follow what will follow is the contamination of the bloodstreams of mankind creating intentional infections this will be Oof. enforced via laws that will make it possible to control people the vaccines will have liquid crystals that will become hosted in the brain cells of the person that will be there and then the person will actually become a micro receiver of electronic magnetic fields where waves of very low frequency will be sent 
And then through these low-frequency waves, people will be unable to think and will literally be turned into zombies. So that was somebody, that was a French theology professor in 1995 who was making those very bold predictions, which are um, may have already been surpassed. We may have already surpassed that. It's certainly that at that level now. Uh, but perhaps that is crazy. That is the, um, really the, creepy and frightening. Cla- yeah, with the classified information, you don't know how far it's gone. We don't. What we know is already too much for us to handle already. Uh, what we're finding out, what people are revealing. So you can only imagine all the other things. This is only one conspiracy. As I said in my second book. Um, if the if there are aliens and UFOs, and if that conspiracy is real, then that conspiracy takes a back seat to the one that I wrote about, because that's the biggest conspiracy in the history of mankind. Nothing could be bigger in terms of controlling an entire population of people. Nothing has ever, nothing even close comes close to that. That is the ultimate um, conspiracy. So uh, I don't th- I don't know how any anyone could could outdo that one. Right. I told I told um, all of you out there listening that uh, tonight's show would be um, pretty frightening, and it, it sure scared the hell out of me here tonight. And uh, Mr. Bell, you know I could go on another hour talking to you and Mike here about all these things, but I know we are kind of short on time. Um, anything you anything else you'd like to add? Please go ahead and uh, do so, and of course plug your book um, if you'd like, Mr. Bell. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to say um, thank you for giving me an opportunity. Uh, um, thank you so much for letting me try to explain some of the questions that you gave, which are very good questions, and I didn't really have enough time to go into That's all okay. of That's the right. explanations. But um, I do have um, two websites, invisiblecrime.com, and the second one is michaelfbell.com. And um, I have uh, a, my first book is The Invisible Crime. The second book is The Invisible Crime Part Two. And then I have a brand new book, um, American Cyborg, subtitled The Globalist Cabal, Project Monarch, and the Military Industrial Complex. A true story, too. All three of my, uh, all three of the books are true stories. Uh, I say that right on the cover. Um, because they're, they are true, and um, the reader wants to know that. They don't want to have something that was based on a true story. I actually give the true story, which is the hardest kind to give, um, but also the one that I believe captures most of our attention. How yeah. many times have you gone to see a movie in your life, and it's and before the movie starts, there's a black screen, and sl- and then all of a sudden... The words come up, a true story. Already, they've already got me at that point. When I when they have to tell me that something <laughs> is going to be so incredible that in the beginning they have to tell me that it's going to be a true story, I know you're, that you're it's going to be an amazing story. Yeah. Uh, th- and those are the best stories of all because right. um, well, the truth Blair, is stranger the Blair Witch than was claimed to be a, a real movie too, but that was fake. Oh, yeah, that was for marketing though. <laughs> but that's what that's what that's what pulls you in though if once you find out it's based on real a real story and real events people will obviously um they they'll they'll uh, sort of uh, get pulled in right away 
Right. I know why I was. Yeah. So, Mr. Bell, once again, <laughs> thank you so much. For me, I mean, that's, it, was, it was important for me to put that on the cover of all three of the books, yeah. too, because I didn't want people to think that this was – a, a work of fiction like i mean those are there are some incredible works of fiction harry potter you know you look at uh jk rowling and 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 what she did with that series uh i mean that is an amazing imagination but i think as amazing as imagination is truth yeah, and, and reality is even more. Reality is even more. I mean, when you look at the, what what Mark Twain originally said, truth is stranger than fiction, but it's because fiction is obligated to stick to possibilities. Truth isn't. Absolutely, and Mr. Bell, you know, I do want to bring you back on here on the program um, very soon, not in the distant distant future or anything and the next time you're here i would love to uh, show the audience the live listeners here on a uh, youtube um some photographs and things that um you um you you've documented yourself right well there's 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 all the uh in especially in the new book uh all photography and photojournalism yeah. uh is by is by me uh I, I i did it all in all three books um uh i didn't really I figured I could find stock images, but but I'd rather it be my own image yeah. and be a picture that I took. Somehow that lends credibility to my story, um, and every little piece of of truth that I build it up with uh, makes it much easier for people to push away that which we're not supposed to see and 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 see things differently uh and perhaps the way that we're not meant to see them but but i think that it's always is as uncomfortable as the truth may be i believe that the truth is always the most important thing and it's better to know than to not know there may be there may be bliss and ignorance but i believe with something like this um, it's too important to turn your backs on and uh, and be a victim of it. Um, that's where that's where we're headed with the, with these uh, with these uh, crimes of technology, uh, if you will. Yes. Um, there'll, there'll be uh, there'll be there'll be more names for those in the future, more technical names, but they are certainly crimes of technology. Yes, always speak the truth no matter what. Once again, Mr. Bell, thank you so much for being a part of the program. We will do it again very soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you both, both, both Michaels. Thank you very much for for uh, your time and for and for uh, your really excellent questions. I'm just sorry that I didn't have uh, That's more okay. Don't worry. answers for you, good. but they were very no, good questions. Fine. I have to say, thank you. No problem, Mr. Bell. Take care. Thank you. Have a All good right. day. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What a great guy. Yeah, so happy. I like that guy. With all that going on. He's a good so man. Pleasant. Yeah, he's a good man. And uh, we appreciate Mr. Bell very much. I'm so glad we brought him back on the program. It's been a number of years since he's been here, Mike, and a lot of uh, folks have requested him to come back on here. And I thought, you know what? It's that time we've been doing all these shows consecutively. Let, let's bring him on in. Yeah, it's quite a quite a story. He's that was got. crazy. How many books did he say he's written? He's written quite a bit. I think he's I think he's written like about four. Wow. I believe it was four. If I'm wrong, then I apologize to uh, Mr. Bell. Um, but wow, that was um pretty crazy, right, uh, Mike? Crazy, like a crazy man. Yeah. 
It's amazing. I like the sound drop, by the way. The Michael Deacon program. It's a good one. <laughs> that was made by uh, one of our listeners, Mike. I know. Yeah, well done. Yeah, he did a great job. That was by Element 115, I believe. And um, speaking of which, Mike, I still need to re-upload. Well, not re-upload, just upload the sound clip you made, the uh, parental oh. advisory <laughs> warning there. Yeah, I was wondering what you were thinking about. No, I, I like that one. I, I definitely I definitely will use it. That's a, it's a good one. It's beautiful. It's very, very professional on, on your part, Mike. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it's a good one. It does make, it will make this, the, the show sound even more professional with a warning there, that warning label, you know, like when you used to go and buy CDs that uh, your parents wouldn't want you to be listening to. Um, those of you that were younger and experienced that sort of deal, I myself got in trouble when I was a, a knee high to a grasshopper, Mike, when I was really little. <laughs> do you, do you recall the Adam Sandler CD? The one that made all kinds yes. of money. Yes. Um, I remember I brought that home one day and I left it inside of a, my PlayStation. I was listening to it because that's what you could do on a PlayStation. You could bring in uh, audio CDs or whatever and you could hit, listen to music on there. So, you know, I was listening to Adam Sandler one day and the next day I, I think my dad got on there and he heard it and he was just mortified. And of course, I got in trouble for that. <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, well, what's the problem, Dad? Why, why do you, what's your issue? You don't like comedy. <laughs> How old were you? I, I was really young, though. I must have been uh, like 10 years old or something. I was super wow. young. There you go. Yeah, but I mean, uh, bad words. Uh, what's the big fucking deal? <laughs> oh. What the fuck is the big deal? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> well, now we ruined everything. <laughs> Show's over. Time to pack it in, Mike. Indeed. Time to pack it in. Uh, so, Micah, once again, I do want to thank you for being here, being a part of the program, Mike. You know, it's always a honor and pleasure to have you here. And Mike will be doing this again um, very soon, maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? Who the hell knows? We might be here. We might not. Who knows? Hmm. It's paranormal. Well, let me know, will you? Yeah, it's a paranormal show. You don't know if the guests are going to make it, if <laughs> the hosts are going to make it. You never know. We might die. show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we haven't done any any uh paranormal ghost hunters or we never have actually you know the last time me and you interviewed uh this woman i, I think we really pissed her off <laughs> i think i remember who you're talking her about her name too. was like susan something right the older woman she right? was an, yeah she was an older broad and uh <laughs> I, I think we pissed her off i think she was offended I, by what we were saying yeah i think i believe so well what's the big goddamn deal Fuck it. What's her problem? <laughs> what is her damn problem? But no, yeah, I, 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 I think the situation with her was, I, I think she took offense to my grilling her. She got um, so mad at you, yeah. Yeah. She got yeah. so mad at Mike, it was, it was gold. <laughs> but yeah, I would really like to see. You want to do that I, again? You know, I should. I, I got to talk to you all fair about. Okay something maybe maybe we can there's somebody i think we might be able to interview okay well i'm always I think he has affiliates who are oh. paranormal ghost hunters so interesting okay well yeah you know i'm always open for that not exactly uh, the main driving focus of this program but you know we can always interview people like that too 
Yeah, I, I, we'll talk about it off air because he's quite a popular guy. Oh, really? I think a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people might know who he is. Oh shit! We'll talk. Well, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. Wow, wow, Mike. Somebody I used to work for. You used to work for this person. Yeah. And they're known. They, yeah, they're they've done quite well for themselves. He's got a TV show, um, or had a TV show on um, um, AMC. American oh, Movie Channel. Okay. And uh, several books, many books. And I used to work with them. So nice. Okay. Yeah, we'll, well talk about it. I'm open for that. Let's uh, get that done. Yeah. I all I got to do is make a phone call, and and hopefully we can get them on. But I'll talk to you about it first. We'll blackmail him. <laughs> we'll say that uh, you know we have his family locked away somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Super swell. We'll say we have a compromising of uh, photographs and a uh, video. So he better be on, or else we'll. Let those videos and photographs out to the world. So I heard that's a good strategy to use, by the way. It is. It is. Yeah, blackmail. It'll work. Got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, technical equipment that you can use to <laughs> scare people. Very nice. Well, once again, Mike, thank you for being here. Um, this was a pretty scary show tonight. Very paranormal. Um, Mike, um, again, always a honor and pleasure to have you here. You know, you are my friend. You're not just a co-host here. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah. That's very kind of you to say. Thank very you. nice. Yes. Yeah. So I'll talk thank to you, you again. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you on the other side, my friend. Yes. All right, brother. Have a good night. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you later. Take care, Mike. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was also my friend and co-host, the legendary Mike Hideous. Always a honor and pleasure to talk to him and always a honor and pleasure to do this program and sit here and banter with all of you out there and i apologize to those folks who called in i'm sorry we didn't take your phone call i we will do it again don't worry we'll, we'll come back we'll come back we'll be back and we'll do this program yet again for you and uh, for those who need to catch up yes we been doing the show consecutively definitely go back and listen to the past shows they've been pretty damn good they've been pretty enjoyable I must say so myself. I, I've listened back to a few minutes of them, and it's pretty crazy. I uh, hear it back, and I'm like, who the hell is that? That's not me. That's somebody else. So, yeah, it's always a new experience for myself and for the newer listeners out there, too. Yeah, we're, it's a shared experience, this program. It's very, very crazy. Once again, I do want to thank all of you out there for pressing play tonight. Take us on the road with you by uh, going and uh, searching Michael Deacon wherever you listen to uh, any podcast you enjoy just uh, search the name there michael deacon and you'll find the program once again boys and girls i'm out of here with that said the world is a mysterious place and life itself is a mystery until next time